My name is Chris Wheeler and I am the founder of The Success Mindset. Welcome to the official podcast all about branding, marketing, and sales. This is the channel you want to tune into if you want to start changing your life today. All right. What's up, you guys? Welcome to The Success Mindset podcast. I'm here. I'm interviewing Brittany Warner today. You want to say what's up? What's going on, guys? And she is awesome. She actually is. She does work for me, but I wanted to bring her on because she has transformed from someone that hated making whips at Starbucks to mopping, coming to me and saying, I want to mop the warehouse floors to now she's the director of marketing and kicking ass. Um, I can't even explain to you the moves that have been made in the last year or especially the last like month. So we're going to dive right in. Brittany, I want you to give some background as to like, not about here, but like where you came from, like what kind of jobs you took, uh, where you were at, like what your favorite job was, basically like a history of the odd jobs you might have taken or what your plan for life was. Just kind of free ball, you know? All right. Yeah. I, um, so I'm from Colorado. It's a small town and I went to high school. I have a degree in anthropology. Um, and quite honestly, Chris, I didn't really have a plan. I just wanted a degree and then I figured my degree would get me some high paying job. And that's absolutely not the case. I don't know if I have the wrong degree. I definitely have the wrong degree for this day and age. Um, but the more and more I took these jobs, which let's see, in college I worked at a deli and it was a liquor store and I delivered for them. What? Yeah. No way, in college? In college. So you delivered like meat and stuff or? Pizzas, sandwiches, all the alcohol that we had. It was a liquor store. So we delivered everything that was in there. Cigarettes, chasers. Oh mixers, wine. What about the winter? Cause you're, it was in Breck, right? This was in Boulder. Boulder. Um, I have snow tires. Everybody has snow oh, tires. Yeah. So um, people get to stay at home and be like, Hey, I want to, I want to get drunk. Yep. <laughs> okay. And All right, cool. Bring them whatever they needed. So that's what I did in college. I mean, before college it was, you know, high school odd jobs in the summer, ice cream stores, things like that. Um, I worked at Cold Stone. I was a hostess a lot. Um, actually busing tables is one of my favorite jobs. And I'll tell you why, because at the time, I didn't really like dealing with people. You still get an, you get paid hourly, like minimum wage or whatever, and then you also get tipped out by servers. But I don't have to deal and like take orders from people. I can just bust their tables after and like be on my merry way. So busing still is one of my favorite jobs. It just doesn't pay the bills. Um, and then once I was out of college, I started at Barnes and Noble for eight fifty an hour as a barista. Um, In Starbucks. It was um, a Barnes & Noble cafe that served Starbucks coffee. Oh, okay, got it. Um, and then I <clears throat> needed more money, so I applied at a treatment center, like alcohol and drug treatment center. Mm -hmm. As a driver, I would drive the van, and treatment centers pay a lot of money. Um, I started at $12 an hour, and the first paycheck I got from them, that was... What the year was this? This was 2011, maybe. Okay. 2011, and the first paycheck I ever got from them, that was the biggest paycheck I'd ever seen. I remember getting out. How much was that for? I don't know. I have to do some mathematical yeah, equations, to, huh? I'm going to have to do some math real quick. <laughs> so let's say if I got paid every two weeks, 12 times 40. Um, and I'm not good at math, you guys. This is, that's my... 12 times 40 probably take away 30% or so, right? Because of taxes, <laughs> give or take. I guess depending on what you thought. So 960 before taxes. What did you think in that moment? 
was like, oh my God, I made it. <laughs> That's it's awesome. never going to get better than this. <laughs> okay, cool. This is great. I'm going to do this forever. Um, and then I moved my way up. I was on the low man on the totem pole. I moved my way up to lead driver. I got raises here and there. They were pretty good about raises because it was a private company and, you know, dollar raises, $2 raises, which if you're in a corporation, that's really unheard of. 10 cents, 25 yeah. cents is what you're going to get. When I worked at McDonald's, yeah. yeah. I, uh, after I was done moving up, they're like, here you go. Here's uh, 12 and a half cents. Literally. I was like, that makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, that makes no that's sense. That's not money. Right. <laughs> exactly. So $2, $1, $2 raises is pretty rare, but that's what I was getting. Um, But it was... Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Every job I take, I don't know what I'm doing. Every, there's somewhere out in the world, someone out in the world who can do it better than I can, and I know that. But there's only one you, though. There's only one me, and I think um, I'm always a go-getter. I'm willing to learn. I'm a fast learner, and my work ethic and attitude, I think, outshine a lot of, like, if somebody did have that skill. Let me ask you a question. So, would you be a fan of basically committing and learning as you go? Yes. And why is that important? Because I know a lot of people that give themselves or tell themselves a story like, I can't get this job because I don't have the schooling or I don't have the skill set or I don't, don't know enough and it holds them back. So why is that important to commit and then learn instead of the other way around? Because I think that having a skill is just one aspect of having a job or succeeding in that job, right? Um, Committing and learning, your boss or whoever is teaching you or however you're going about it can then see you as a person and if you can hack it or not, so to speak, right? I mean, let's take this job, for example. I started mopping your floors part-time. It was part-time because I, I was working at st actual Starbucks at that time. And I just did the best mopping job that I could. And I would show up early. I would stay late. Um, and then I just watched what everybody else was doing instead. And then the time the manager wasn't really teaching me how to do things so I would just ask questions hey how do I do this he would teach me once and I would just do it without people asking right mm -hmm. and then you saw that and put me into the position I am today and I when I remember this very clearly when you put me in this position I said Chris I don't know what I'm doing you understand that right and you're like yeah I don't care because I've hired people who know what they're doing and they suck <laughs> true so I think learning as you go you can learn a lot more I mean what you learn on a job, they don't teach in school. Because I've been to school. What do they teach? Because uh, I started paying taxes. I did, I did not know anything about that in school. We already know what they teach. We don't have to go there. So what... So I know what happened. But you're working at Starbucks, right? Before this job. Yep. Love and life. It was good. Uh, and then something happened to where you wanted to leave. So I wanted to hear about that that transition. Here's what happened. And I like Starbucks. If anybody works at Starbucks, I actually do think it's a really good company. It's one of the only companies they will give you benefits even if you're part-time. Which, if you know, benefits are worth its weight in gold. They're expensive if you don't get them through your Absolutely. business. Absolutely. But what happened was they don't give you... Nobody, nobody there, unless you're like a manager, gets full-time. So you did, I never got 40 hours a week. And then if you needed extra hours, you had to go to other stores and find those extra hours. So that means I'm spending my gas to go to a store to pick up a shift. So Wait, so you had to go find extra hours? Yep. So you had to call that store, go in? Yep. Okay. Drive Kind there, of a go-getter, but okay, I get it. Which I did because I needed the money. Um, the catalyst was, I, it was December, it was at a mall, one of the busiest malls in California. And I walked in for a morning shift and... South Coast Plaza, right? South Coast Plaza. I love South Coast, by the way. 
And I walked in at 8, and there was already a line out the door, and it was just going to be that way all day long. And I walked in, and the place was a mess. There weren't whipped creams made, and they actually take a really long time to do, and they're pretty annoying. Um, so the night shift had not set us up for success. I walked in. I did some math about how much I was going to make that day, because at the time, I was making $10 an hour. I was going to work for six hours. That's 60 bucks. Minus taxes. Minus taxes. And I said, nope, fuck this. And I left. <laughs> It wasn't worth it to me. The $50, $49 I was going to make or whatever was not worth the amount of work I was going to put in. And I left. I just walked out. And I'm not saying that's the right way to do it, but I had already had this other job. And I really wanted so to see where that would take me. What happened in that moment, right? So what happened? What was your shift, right? Because I, I can guess at what I think it was, but there was a shift when you walked in. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but there was, there was definitely a shift and what you perceived at, at that specific work, workplace. And what do you think that was? I'm better than this. I can make more money doing something else. I, I, I have more skills than what I'm using currently at this job. And I don't want to do this anymore because I can do much better for myself. That was the shift. It feels like there's a lack of value. Completely. Yeah, completely. So I think it's important that companies value their employees 100%. Yes. And it's one thing, if I own the company, you should treat everybody with respect, but it's another thing to teach your managers that too. Yes. Because they're the ones that are dealing with the people day to day. Yes. Okay, so then you came over here and you were willing to do whatever it takes. Like you were willing to do whatever it takes. You called me, we had a mutual friend, and you said, I'll mop your floors, I don't care. Yep. And you did that. You worked in, you worked in the warehouse, Yep. that dark, dark room, yep. uh, and things got ugly for a little bit. Yep. You started getting less hours, and I think at one time you sent me a text saying, am I gonna have a job? Yep. Because our company was facing some big hurdles. Yep. Tell me about that moment. Why did you stay, and are you glad that you stayed? Um, I stayed not because of like the job, so to speak, that I was doing, right? Because labeling and mopping floors doesn't take a whole lot of brain power. Um, I stayed because I saw the potential in the company and I think I saw the potential in the company beyond what the owners you saw at the time. And, um, I stayed because, because I respected you and what you were doing and how you live your entrepreneurship life and you're extremely smart. And so I figured... I can stay here and even if this company doesn't work out, you will have something else for me. I might not be making as much money, but I was willing, I'm still willing to take that pay cut, you know? If I can work with you because you're smart, you're much smarter than I am and you, that's value to me. So I've always told you that it's not necessarily about the paycheck. Yes, I need to get fairly compensated for what I do, <laughs> Everybody absolutely. Does. <laughs> Everybody does, but I see much more value in your brain than I do like just the job, job itself. And that's what I like to align myself with in my personal life and work life. So you don't want to be the smartest person in the room? Not, no. And I can appreciate that. We can we take myself out of the situation. It's very flattering. Uh, super grateful. I'm almost in tears. That, that was really sweet. Um, we'll take myself out and just make it more general, generalized. So I'm the same way too. So I would much rather take a job if I want. It's kind of like school, right? If school taught you better things in my opinion. I'd, I would much rather take a job that 
offered me some sort of value in learning. So like, let's say I want to open a business and sell cars. I would want to go to the best car dealership and the best owner that I know and learn from them. Yes. Right. And I, and I get that hundred percent. That's a smart move. So then you were, you were, you were doing, you're mopping the warehouse, you're doing the warehouse gig. And I hired a bunch of people for marketing, like, like a bunch, a bunch to me was three or four at that time. But, and each one of them came with the same promise. And this is the funny thing about marketers is a lot of times there's a lot of junk out there and they just didn't know what to do. And I, I, I said, you know what, this girl seems like she can handle it. She is a go-getter. I can probably just spend hours with her. I think we spent over 10,000 hours together now. It's been a lot. Um, even overseas, we've traveled the world together. And I'm super happy with where you've come. Do you have a, do you have a love and a passion for what you do? And why is that important? Um, most days, yes. Some days, no. <laughs> um, because it's a lot. Um, and sometimes I don't see the vision that I should, I think I should be seeing, but I love that you can make a sale. Like I, it starts with us, right? It starts with me as a marketing director, making whatever sale, right? And it trickles down. It's, it completely starts with us. And like the whole psychology and the whole like process of that is super interesting. So if we put out a cool campaign, whatever it might be, and then that ends up with sales is really cool to me. So whatever we've done or I've done or we've done together, like it's working. And that's, it's crazy to see like your work come to fruition in dollar bills, if that makes sense. So that- That's the rush. It, it's, it's a rush, it's a super big rush. And like, I'm excited every day. I mean, two years later to come to work, like I'm up at 6.45 because I wanna be, you know? Not because I'm like, oh, my alarm's going off. I have to get to work. Like, we have to hit that gym tomorrow too, by the way. Yeah, we gotta go to the gym. <laughs> it's important, you it's know? It's important. But yeah, I, <laughs> I think my passion um, is not as high as yours, but it, it grows every day. Like what's new? Cause it's always something new. Like my job is never routine. Never, never. My days, I think they know what they're going to look like and it's not at all like that. So I hope that answers your question. No, it absolutely does. Um, yeah, it does. How valuable. So let me see how I can phrase this. So why What's wrong with staying stagnant and what do you do to not stay stagnant? I get super bored. I get super bored and then I start not liking my job. And then I have a flight or fight mode, right? Mm -hmm. I'm either going to leave and go do something different that's challenging because it'd be challenging just because it's a new job or... So people need to be challenged at work. I need to be challenged at work. Got it. I can't speak for everybody, but that's important to me. Before January 1st, I told you I was super stagnant and I'm bored with what we're doing. Not that I was going to leave, but come in, do the same thing every day, is that and the other. So I need to be challenged and I like, like part of me really hates not knowing what I'm doing, which is 90% of my day, but part of me really loves it. Because if I figure something out on my own, I feel super good about myself and then I feel like I've contributed to the company, which is the most important thing for me, is like the company first, I get paid for doing it, and then it all works as one. So I love to be challenged, I love not knowing what I'm doing. It's a rush, you know? And then I, I not that I feel stupid, but I, like, not knowing what I'm doing is great because if I'm the smartest person in the room, I've stopped learning and I don't ever want to be in that place because there's always, always something to learn. Like I will always be learning for the rest of my life, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now, <laughs> that star bizzle. <laughs> She's drinking a Starbucks as we talk, ironically. It's good coffee. Um, okay. So. 
My other question would be, have you made as much money before as you are now? Never. This is the most money I've ever made. And why do you think that is? My and, opinion... And the reason, let me tell you the context behind okay. the question. The reason I, I say that is I'm hoping there's a lot of people on this podcast that, or even it... Yeah, well, I hope a lot of, there's a lot of people on this podcast that were in a position that you were in or I was in, right, that are trying to take that next step and just don't know how to do it. And this isn't an ego thing, right? It's more of I want them to try to resonate with why you think it is that now you're translating, your work is translating to that much money. Because a lot of times, especially me, when I was working at McDonald's making 11, 22 and a half cents, which makes no sense. Um, I didn't know the next step. It actually had to hit me in the face. And I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have this back in 2011. I know they existed, but I didn't know those tools existed. I just was going through my day, yep. right? So hopefully someone stumbles across this and that's basically why I'm asking the question. Um, I think with those jobs, McDonald's, Starbucks, Barnes & Noble, I mean, you both, both you and I have the same experience and it's hard to see our work translate into money in yeah. those specific it's places. It's time for money, basically. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally giving your time for money. Um, I think I'm making the most I've ever made now is because I was willing to start from the bottom and not go in with a extremely high ask for the skills that I have. But then um, the way I think I make money because I put my blood, sweat and tears as if this is my own company and it's not, I don't own any of this company. I'm just the marketing director, but I show up every day on time. I stay late. I fly around the world for seven weeks. Do whatever it takes. I do literally whatever it takes. And I'm salary, so I'm working 24-7, except for when I'm sleeping, I'm working. Um, <laughs> but you're still working in your sleep. Your unconscious is just yeah. going nuts. <laughs> I, have a, I have a good attitude, so even if I'm having a bad day, or if there's somebody in the office I don't really care for, it doesn't matter. I shut that off and treat everybody with respect as much as I possibly can. And then um, if I don't want to be there, I don't tell anybody about that. I just show up and do my work, you know, to the best of my ability and build people up and make sure that they have all the tools that they need or that I can give as a manager, as a marketing director. So everybody has success and they can do their job correctly. Um, and I think a lot of people mistake showing up for work and doing their job for getting more money or deserving more money. And that's just not the case. Showing up for your job is one aspect of it. Um, a lot more goes into it. It's about your character. It's about how you go to your go day to day. It's about how you interact with people. Um, and bosses notice that. You know, if you have a crappy attitude or a shitty attitude, and it you end up being like a toxic person in that environment, they're gonna let you go. You could be the best at your job, but you're not gonna keep it for very long. It's a lot more than just showing up and doing your job. Like going through the motions. Yeah, going through the motions isn't going to get you raises because raises aren't based on how well you can do your job. That's just one tiny part of it. And I've seen a lot of people, I mean, I've trained and worked with probably two, three hundred salespeople now. And before I owned any companies, you know, I would have anywhere from two to ten people underneath me. And I, I, was, I was responsible for training some of the reps. And it's true, like... Especially with, I have, I have an issue with salaries and I don't. It's kind of like a bittersweet feeling for me. Bittersweet thing, whatever. But at the end of the day, like that's what I saw. Like they didn't understand why my commissions were quadrupling or quintupling theirs. And theirs, they were staying stagnant. And it's true because they would come in and just do the motions and do the work at hand. And I'd be there an hour before them and I'd leave three hours after them. And they were wondering what the heck happened. And like it was important for them to have Saturday and Sunday off and I was in the office, you know. Of course, back then I was 
20, 22, 23 years old, so I could do that, right? But yeah, I think that speaks volumes to your character. And I think that's a big lesson we've learned is at the end of the day, it was always about work ethic, but character plays a humongous part. I would much rather have someone with great character because that's harder to teach than work ethic. They're both hard to teach, but you can show someone work ethic. It's hard to show someone like morals and character, you know? That's, you can, people I think can always change, you know, but that's one thing that like, you kind of learn outside the job and carry with you, you know? Yeah. Like, it, I don't know, I, just in my life, I'm 31, you know, so I've seen some things and done some things <laughs> and been around some people and it's... Kissing babies. Kissing babies <laughs> and, um, you know, character, it's tough. That's a tough thing, but it's important to have in any environment, especially a work environment. I mean, you you need to put your best foot forward if you want to succeed. Absolutely. In whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so do you have any questions for me? Um, I mean... That's kind of weird. I'm reversing the role. Yeah. You know? I mean, I do. I mean, so I guess... Not to make it about me, but like of all the people in the world who could do marketing and be a marketing director, because that's a pretty high title, you guys. I mean, director of marketing, I mean, that's, it carries some weight, you know? Yeah. And a lot of pressure. But why, why put me in this position? Why keep me in this position knowing that you could hire somebody else who could probably do it much better than I can? Who knows, who has a degree in it. That's valid. Who can probably bring you more to the table in that regard just like skills based on that like why 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 keep me here it's the same thing that i tell pretty much everyone that will listen it's cool to have a degree like i am not undermining that at all like if you're gonna get a degree get it if you're gonna go to school get it i might go back to school one day i don't know but i also know that with the skill set that i have gotten that I can work, walk into a business as a CEO or a director of sales, marketing, operations, whatever, and I would have a much better chance unless the company was super strict of, of getting hired because of my experience and what I've built than the guy that just got that just got out of school, yeah. right? And also it's kind of selfish because again, we spent 10,000 plus hours figuring this thing out together and I feel like we have our own mini university. Like I read books or find cool stuff. I sift through the shit and I hand you the stuff that like has taught me something so you can learn too. So I think it's like a, a two-step process that we're constantly learning and constantly evolving. So selfishly, like I think, I think you're like at least a half a million dollar, if not a million plus dollar asset to this company. And for me to go find someone better and restart, I think is, not gonna work. And I also think that if that were to happen, I would much rather put them under you and build people around you and us to get to get it moving because you know, unless something were to drastically change, like you go like on a crazy crack binge or something, like we get you help, but like let's say you didn't want help, you just wanted to do crack all the time, we'd have to part ways. Right. But you have been here since we almost went under to now, we're having great success and you know where the company needs to go and you're not staying stagnant. We've had people here that are not, no longer with us that stayed stagnant and didn't learn and grow with the times and didn't try to evolve and change 
because you need change. I mean, every look at Coca-Cola. They they changed their logo, Pepsi, yeah. right? Look at um, look at car companies. Like they change their models of their cars. Like things change, right? The consumer is eating and consuming way more than they ever have before. So if we have someone like that, like we had in the past, yeah, we part ways. But the fact of the matter is, is you are about constant change and aren't in fear of embracing something new. And I think that that's super huge. And hopefully that answers your question. It does, it does. And I think, you know, especially with the vape industry, a lot of it is relationships, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of it is networking. And that I think goes with any industry. Um, but there's a lot of people I know, like just, I mean, we've gotten two drop shippers to order from us just based on the relationships I have with these people. Yes, our product's good, you know, but I don't know if, it, and it's not all me. I mean, you had the relationship before them, but I keep in constant contact with these people, not for our pro, I mean, for our product. I love you for that too. But it's, it's only, it's because, it's because they buy, buy the people at this company. They, they, yes obviously buy a tangible product but i think a lot of people buy savage because of who's behind savage you know yeah. and what we stand for and like how we present ourselves in the world and i think that goes for any industry you know so absolutely yeah i mean my other question to you is like what i mean i don't want to make it too broad but if you could tell somebody like how to go from mcdonald's to this i mean what would you say because there's probably a, a lot question. of people here who are good working question. McDonald's or groceries or whatever. Yeah, and I see them, you know, and I talk to them sometimes. And here's the thing that I hear. And this is the thing that I want to, like, punch people in the face over. And I can't because I have to love them. You know, I have to love them because I have to empathize and I have to understand that I was there too. And I didn't, and I was in fear and I didn't know. I just, I didn't know. And I think that's the big thing is, like, people just don't know. I would say take a risk. Take a risk. Take that sales job. Take that lower paying job, go to that college and take the risk because that's what happened to me. I didn't know anything about sales. And luckily I had a little help from my mother because she was an accountant at a sales company, a real estate company. And she pretty much pulled me aside and said, Hey, you can do this too, right? You can do this too. And I went from making 11, 22 and a half cents, got to be specific to a commission based job, not knowing anything about sales. And I took that risk because. I think everybody possesses the drive. I think most people possess the drive and I think most people want something in life they're passionate about mm -hmm. and they want to they want a purpose, right? And I think most people possess ambition. But I think the world that we live in it's really easy to let the environment mute that. It's really easy to listen to your friends say you can't do it or whatever and a lot of times it's disguised as concern or I'm just trying to help you, right? It's not always an attack. You have family members that do that. You have mentors that do that because mm -hmm. selfishly they don't want you to be better than them, right? Yeah. And it's all around you and I think that that kind of mutes progress. So I would say take that risk and fucking learn because at the end of the day, if I never took that risk, this I would not be here, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be talking to you. None of this would exist. I would still be over there because to me, you have to get outside the box and take that risk and learn. I mean, that's what it's all about is really learning what's outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone. Because all I knew and all I thought was, okay, I show up to work, I get a paycheck, and eventually I might be a general manager who was making $60,000 a year. He drove a pretty new car. He had a kid. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can get down with that. And maybe one day I'll be a supervisor, right? Like, that's what I thought. And that's what I knew. 
-hmm. And it wasn't until I stepped out and I was like, okay, there's other things. I didn't know about private corporations or any of that, you know? And like taking that risk and stepping outside my comfort zone, I was like, oh shit, like there's a lot to learn. Like I had no idea. I mean, again, I was 21, 22, I was young, but there's a lot of people making big money at 21 or 22 or 50 or 60. It doesn't matter what time, as long as you step out of your comfort zone and are willing to learn and remain teachable. I would say that's the biggest thing. And then after that, you got to stay hungry. You have to stay hungry. That's the most powerful thing because I see a lot of people that get some success and they rest on their laurels and they spend their money and they get the house and they get the car and they're cool. You know, and it's not about the money. To me, like what I'm passionate about is like you, what you just said, the marketing, turning into dollar signs. Like I'm passionate about delivering products and services to people that want to come back and buy that help them, that help them make money, that help them learn, that help them get better, that help them, whatever it is, to just help them. That's what I get off on. It's like, okay, cool. We're doing something disruptive and different in the marketplace and people are finding tremendous amount of value. Like that gets me, that gets me buzzed. Yeah. You know, because it's super easy to uh, slap a label on something and just sell it or slap something on the internet and just sell it as bullshit. But the, but the problem is you're not helping anyone and you're actually hurting a lot of people because they buy into you they think that program or that product is going to help them, and it's just it's just a dud. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. It does. It does. I mean, I remember my mom. So you had another business, and you offered me a job to. It was to wash cars. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was to wash cars, and I came in with this super big ego, <laughs> yeah. which is not my style. I usually try not to have an ego, and I said, "I'm better than that," and I essentially declined it in one way or another. And I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, "You're an idiot." Just think, one day you start washing cars, then you could own a whole fleet. I said, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I think if I had any message from anyone, it's go into whatever job and say, I'll do whatever I need to do. I will clean your toilets. I will mop your floors, whatever it is. Start from the bottom and then just work your way up. That's how I've gotten into every position I've ever been in. I always start a job, but I always move up in that company. I never stay at the bottom. I would just say, just start. Just start. Just Literally start. just start. Even if you have the side hustle at home, all you have to do is just start. start. That's the hardest part. Because yeah. the fear of failure, success, being in discomfort is what really holds you back. It's holds true. me back. It's true. From growing, you know? And I would say the other big message is failure. You know, like you're there's gonna be failure. And I think that's a, a lot of, that's a paralyzing thing for people. Like the car wash business failed. My halfway house business failed. My first consulting business, what, what I'm doing now with this podcast, a year and a half ago, failed. Uh, my other, I've launched other products, failed. Uh, what else have I done? There's more failures around there somewhere. I can't think of them. Oh yeah, I, I got a, I went to a tax class and tried to start that business, failed. And and the thing is, is like I keep on learning, right? I keep on learning from my failures. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is where I messed up, right? And I can tell you right now where we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, like, why do you think those failed? And I can tell you the lesson that I extracted from them. With the halfway house, I didn't give it enough time and I was hemorrhaging money and I pulled out too soon. I was impatient. So what I need to do, I need to be more patient. The car wash business, similar thing. I was hemorrhaging money, I didn't let it come to fruition and I don't think we had a proper business plan. I think we started too fast. Two big things, I had to learn from that. The consulting business, I was in fear of what I'm doing right now Right now on this podcast, I was in fear I was going to be judged. People were going to talk shit to me. People were going to make fun of me. And I didn't know enough. 
But at the end of the day, what I've learned is I don't have to know everything. That That's the lesson I took from a year and a half ago. I don't have to know everything because guess what? Like I'm human. And if I knew everything, I'd be fucking God. And <laughs> I wouldn't be in this room right now. I'd be like dude in heaven or something, you know? Something crazy. I'd be flying around with Jesus. I don't know. But, uh, uh, but I think it's important as I'm learning to let people know where I'm at with, with this specific business. And other times, like, and this, this is a big one, you need to check your facts before you launch something because I've been sued before too, which is not fun. Like, definitely not fun. So I think a lot of the lessons that I've learned, I can bring to fruition and help people, but at the same time, like, embracing that failure because I learned way more when I, when I failed and I think that's another reason why my main business with you is so is doing so well because all those failures over the last three years, I've been able to take bits and pieces of it and be like, okay, like we can change this or do this or do that or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, it's just all about starting and who cares, you know? Yeah. If you fail, that's usually when I learn the most about myself or life is if I fail at something and it happens every day I mean he's I'm in his office and he you know kind of tears me apart and but I <laughs> I'm not mean out. though he's not mean but he you know I need to be called out if he never if he didn't ever call me out or people didn't ever call me out I would never learn from my mistakes and like that's the whole point you know and I'm you know I gotta go back in my office and I'll probably fail again today I mean it's nothing's gonna like happen you know nothing big's gonna happen but that's how that's how we learn to do the job it's just trial and error, you know. I've had a couple campaign marketing campaign failures for sure. It was their money, yeah, <laughs> but it was my idea. So I want to wrap this up. If there's one thing, one bit of information that you could just give people, right? We've been talking for 30 minutes. What is the most important thing you want to, you want them to leave them with? I mean, there's so many, but. Just believe in yourself, you know, like you are worth it. You are enough. You can do it. And somebody, some company, somebody out there will see the value in you, but you have to bring it to the table. Nobody's going to do it for you. It has to be all on you, you know, and if you just work your ass off, work your fucking ass off, it will happen. I mean, I'm living proof of that. You know, I was making eight fifty an hour and I make a pretty good salary today where I can, you know, go buy a dining room, a whole set yesterday. I've dropped 1200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a nice set. It was a nice set, but I couldn't have done that yeah. a while ago. So just work your ass off. You I was know? stoked to see that too. I yeah. was like, hell yeah, Britt. So awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. You're welcome. Hopefully you better listen to this when it goes up. I will. And uh, yeah. All right. That's it, you guys. Thank you.